Hello everyone, welcome to Political Midnight's show about a young millennial talking about issues that affect everyday citizens on the local, state, and federal level, powered by Anchor. I'll be your host, my name is Kelvin Stallings, and pretty much you'll be rocking with me for the next half an hour. So, particularly in this episode, I want to talk about pretty much what to expect when you want to run for office or when you decide that you want to run for office. There'll be a lot of doubts and anxieties that'll normally come upon a person, especially when they do decide to make a run to serve their community in a different capacity. But I think in totality and just keeping it 100% raw and keeping being just 100% upfront, it's just about mentally getting past those doubts and those anxieties and, you know, making a push to to do what you feel is best for your community or what you know the people around you feel is best for your community so starting off I want to talk about the perception of public office I want to talk about you know what people think about what public office looks like whether we're talking about city councilmen where we're talking about county commissioners state um legislature any any public office most people think that you know you got to sit up here in an office and you're way well disconnected from your communities and you're just on some some form some form of a pedestal well i can tell you up front especially you know living in the city of goldsboro north carolina where we do have I, i know specifically on the state on the state level where we do have a pretty pretty active state rep and we have you know county city councilmen that are in the community that attend events um just some of those common perceptions that you know the government is some far away entity is is not actually a reality because some of these people especially if you can if you attend like county roundtables if you attend like um, government sanctioned events if you go to some of the city council meetings a lot of them stay afterwards you know just to have conversations with you um even some you know even people you know that disagree about issues during the meetings um they still meet up and they still have conversations with some of these city council members or some of these county commissioners because i mean inherently you might feel some type of way or you might have difference of opinions about how governance should take place but at the end of the day that person was elected to serve you and a lot of a lot of these people do care about their community and care about the advancement of their communities so i mean thinking about when you when you plan on running and you know a lot of people will come into the crossroad of a lot of people that tell them especially um with myself um a little bit of background on me uh, I moved back home. I was a political consultant going around, you know, the country running campaigns and uh, did, a, did a couple of jobs out of state, did most of my campaigning in the state of North Carolina. But um, moving back home and, you know, started working a nine to five um, in the community college system so I could run for office and, you know, create a change in my own community. Um, it just... It, it, it seemed that especially with my age and especially with you know some of the inexperience of intergovernmental relations back back home it just seemed like it will prove to be a struggle of, you know being too young um not having any direct correlation of experience you know back back in the community but some of the things that you got to think of you got to think about so what, what have you done what um what have you done in your professional career what have you done in your civic 
you know, specific career within your communities that you could, you know, use hone in on what you're good at to make a difference in your community. And I mean, mine is 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 running campaigns. Mine is um is putting putting legislative work to um to pass. Mine is communications. I mean, writing for for different politicians around the state of North Carolina, their messaging. Um, so coming back home and kind of kind of seeing the struggles and seeing what a, what a lot of people are, are going through, especially, you know, with, with the different bodies of governments, governance that is around. I mean, I just felt like I would be best suited, you know, to to address some of these issues the best way that I know how, especially, you know, doing that professionally for almost the past four or five years. So the thing that I think most people and it's just literally when you when you decide the run for office is going to be the most controversial issue is what are you doing it for? Are you doing it to run for you to advance your interests or are you doing it to advance the people's interests? And that's an extremely, extremely important question, because if you're doing it to advance your interest, if you are always seeking to run for the higher office or you are thinking four years ahead and in advance, then honestly running running in politics really really to me honestly on a personal level if you really want to affect community change is not for you because you have to do it because you have a genuine care and an honest genuine passion to want to do something for your community um you have you have to have the community buy-in because these people are the people that you will be representing these are the people that are putting you in this office to advance their interests these are people that you are fighting for in government every single day and if you're doing it just for yourself you wouldn't want anybody else's buy-in because you'll feel like you put yourself there and the thing is you should have conversations and you should you know go to the community events and 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 before you you put your name in the ring ask a couple of people um how, how would you feel about about me running how how, how do you think I'm best um, suited to serve my community? And I, th- I think that's something that gets lost in translation a lot. And it's, it's something that, that I know probably plagues a lot more communities than we know. You know, um, people that are just running for out, out of own self-preservation and own, own self-interest. And I think when we talk about the advancement of, of communities, whether, whether we're talking about local or state, um, we really need to think is, is the person that, that, that we see putting their names on the ballot are they really going to fight for us about the issues that we really care about within our communities um so after the quick break we'll come back and i'll be discussing a little bit about the reality of campaign finances and you know when i started out running um some of the realities they hit me straight on so um look forward to talking to you in a second Welcome back to Political Midnights. I'm your host, Kelvin Stallings, and tonight's episode, So You Want to Run for Office. Um, we're going to hop right back into segment two, which is on the reality of campaign finance. In terms of campaign finance, we're, we're basically just talking about when you first start your campaign, what are you looking at in terms of what amount of money do you need to actually fund your campaign? We know when elections are upon us, we see a, yard, a lot of yard signs go up. We see a lot of billboards. Um, 
a lot of, you know, television ads that come about. But the thing is, all of that advertisement costs and it costs a lot of money. Um, even even the emails that you may get, the websites that you see for, from different candidates, it, it, it starts to add up. And the thing is, you have to be realistic about when you plan on running for office, how much will this stuff really cost? So one thing I always, because like I said in the previous segment, I used to run campaigns before, you know, I came back and I decided, you know, I wanted to run for political office myself is I always tell candidates, make sure you, when you first start your campaign out, you build your list. You sit down, you write down a list of how much can you actually raise from the network that you know of people to jumpstart your campaign because you don't want to go in debt or go broke you know running for office that's not the prerogative here so you want to make sure that before you even get into you know the ring that you're going to be able to fund a good campaign you know to in order to get into office i know um myself personally like especially working now i'm I'm not rich (laughs) not well off by any means but inherently i know you know building a list and building a network that you know i i feasibly knew what my my target number for finance financing my campaign would be and i knew what's a what was a you know a good number of of dollars that i could raise you know to make sure that i had all the yard signs that i need make sure that i have all the campaign lit that i that i would be passing out knocking on door to door um this stuff is just really important so um just setting realistic campaign goals as well like some people say yeah i'm, I'm gonna raise uh it's a, it's a municipal race i'm gonna raise twenty five thousand dollars and it's like when you when you write your list you're only gonna get five thousand dollars from the people that you listed but on the contrary, you know, people think that, oh, I send out X amount of emails and every email is going to generate $500 and every 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 solicitation via mail we send out, we're going to get $1,000 from. No, nine times out of 10, it really doesn't work out that way unless you're a presidential campaign. People, the, the enthusiasm and the excitement level is just not there for, for these type of races. So you have to be realistic about the amount of money that you're really actively going to raise for, for some of these municipal state. And, and you know yeah state seats i mean it's just, it's just being realistic about the, the finances and having realistic finance financial expectations so you also got to be a hardliner too so you have to make sure that once you are raising this money and once you do set your budget up and you know exactly what you're going to need um you calculated your win number you know how many doors that you need to knock how many voters you need to get out to vote um Obviously, you want every single person in your community to come out and vote. But realistically speaking, especially I know in some of these rural areas, that's just not the case. So just knowing the amount of people that you do need to get out, even though you're knocking all of your doors and you're making sure you're, you're contacting your voters, you 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 want to you want to make sure that your budget is in line with that. And you want to make sure that you're not overspending or spending on things that you don't really need to spend money on. I know um, uh, I've been blessed with the, the past campaigns I worked on. We had a lot of people that were really, really hardliners um, that really, you know, stayed, stayed, a, stayed afloat of, of the budget. But when I know I look at a lot of the, the FEC filings and I look at different campaign expenses, I laugh sometimes when certain people, you know, might spend five hundred to $5,000 on stamps. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, wow, like, I mean, 
was that really necessary at times? I mean, $10,000 on pins. I mean, you know, and, and, and it's just little, little, little things like that, especially in terms of finances that can, you know, when it comes down to that $10,000 could have been used for the last TV ad. It, it makes or breaks a campaign. It's, and it's the, really the difference between winning and losing at times. So you really want to be a hardliner. You want to really take your your campaign budget seriously and, and just know where you stand financially throughout the campaign. And, and honestly, just raising the money and not being afraid to, you know, go out here and ask um, your pastor, ask the people that, you know, have raised you um, for your money, because you really, if you're running for office, you should really believe in what you're running for. You should really have a platform and ideas that you really can fall back on. And, you know, it might seem hard at first and you know a lot of people it's, it's really really uncomfortable when you start asking for money and you start getting out here and having to say look i, I really need it i mean to push my campaign for your donation will go such a long way and you know there's only two things that a person can say they can either say yes or they can either say no and either one i mean preferably you want them to say yes but i mean you can't really stop them from saying no because you don't know that person's financial situation or what they have going on so you just have to roll with the punches at times but don't be hesitant you know to make the ask because campaign finance is extremely important to the vitality of most campaigns so as of right now we're going to take another break and when we come back we're going to really talk about you know motivating the community and you know getting out here and being in the community and making sure that that you you have the community in mind when you're making some of the choice some of the choices that you make when you decide that you want to run for office so after this break i'll be right back Welcome back to Political Midnights. I'm your host, Kelvin Stallings, and we're going to hop right into the next segment, which is community buy-in. Um, so when we're talking about community buy-in, um, I think that when you decide to run for office, the community should have some form of a say of where they, whether they think that you're a viable candidate or if they, your district or your, your, your state, whatever, your county, do they feel like you're somebody that will represent the constituents that stay in whatever area of representation you you hold? And the thing is, it shouldn't be based off of something of your own personal elevation or your own self-grandeur. It should be something that, you know, you had several conversations with community leaders, pastors, um, mentors, uh, you know, teachers, you know community leaders, party leaders, whatever leaders are in your community that you have had conversations with them that they really think that your candidacy is a viable candidacy and they really, really think that you will serve their community and would love if you could serve them in that capacity. Because the thing is, you're serving the community and you're the representation of the community and you don't want it to be a a self-trip of you trying to elevate yourself to a level to see yourself somewhere else in four to six years and that's why the community should always be a part you should always go into running for office with a a a kind of a vision of what you want to see done in your community and what you can get done in your community within the term that you will hopefully be elected to within whatever cycle that you're you're running for so i think the the bigger thing in terms of community buy-in i would say is um 
uh, don't start being something that you're not. I mean, if you haven't been out here picket signs, going attending rallies, uh, uh, out here being extremely vocal, and you feel like that's not the best way that you can serve your community, I I would honestly say don't. I wouldn't say don't serve your community and don't attend the meetings because you should attend all of the community events that you have within the people that you're being in representation for. But if you haven't been an activist, don't become an activist today now that you're running for office. If you haven't been a a very vocal person in the city council meetings before now, I would say that you should be vocal and you should express your opinions, but don't try to transform yourself into something that you're not. And, and, that's the thing if you have certain skills and certain things that you feel like that you can best suit your community with stick with that stick with with serving your community in the best way in the best capacity that you feel like that you can and make sure that you are attending all of these events make sure that you are going to every meeting in every single in every single district that you are representing make sure that you are a a face that people know a face that people see Make sure that you have a presence, you know, on on social media platforms so people will know that, you know, you're, you're staying involved. Make sure you're knowledgeable events that's going on in your district as well, too. Make sure you're knowledgeable about the issues that are going on in your communities, the things that people are facing, you know, because you're going to be the representation for these people. You're going to serve as the voice for these people. So the people want to know that you understand where they're coming from and that you understand the things that they're going through on a consistent day-to-day basis. And that is extremely important of government and the people that, and extremely important to the people that you represent because I've always been an advocate, if it, especially the districts and people that that are, are voters that if you feel like the person isn't representing you and you feel like the person in power isn't representing you, build a coalition and vote them out because the person that you have in office should be representing the interest of the people in the district, no matter a party affiliation and no matter um, religious affiliation, no matter any any of these things, the people were put in office to represent their community and they should represent their community accordingly. And that's just the thing. Just make sure that your community is bought in. Just make sure that, that you're doing it for the community and there's no hidden self-interest behind any any form of the decision that you made to start running because you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And especially with today's political climate, we have a lot of people that are in public office that aren't doing it for the best of the public interest. That's not doing it looking at the holistic picture of the damaging choices that they make in being members of of government there are being there are being law making members that are not taking everybody into consideration when they're making these these decisions and it's it's become blatantly clear over the past couple of years that something needs to be done about it and just looking at at the shift and just looking at the excitement and enthusiastic enthusiasm levels I'm I'm pretty excited just seeing you know the boost in morale and the boost of people that you know are, are are willing especially on the local and state level especially with me running just just looking at um at the enthusiasm levels in my city of uh, people that just want want changes to come especially from the old status quo and the old it's been done like this for the last 10 years let's do it or it's been done like this for the last 20 or 30 so let's no, nothing's broken let's fix it but it is broken we need to fix it because everybody's not being served by these old antiquated policies so 
with that being said, I appreciate everybody that, you know, um, came to listen to me and tune into the podcast. Um, next week, we'll be talking about making how you, how you can make government work for you. And like I said, I'm going to keep this raw. I'm going to keep this up front and I'm going to be I'm going to talk completely off the cuff about political issues that I feel like affect millennials that affect um, people in minority communities across the board and just just po- just political issues that affect us daily period so i look forward to talking to you next week and sayonara